Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz from Walking Dead Now. I want to welcome all of our viewers tonight. If you're joining us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com. And please, if you haven't already done so, please visit us on YouTube. Our channel's name is Walking Dead Now. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already done so. And if you're there right now, please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. Like I said, I want to welcome everyone here tonight. Hopefully you could spend the next hour with us here. Saz is going to be moderating as well as Marie on Instagram. I hope everyone is enjoying their, what is it? It is Wednesday. I lost track of the days there. Uh, I hope uh, you guys got a chance to see yesterday's episode with uh, Jason Warner Smith, who played Gavin on The Walking Dead. It was a fascinating chat. As it is with all of our interviews, we get to learn a whole bunch of new stuff that I personally never knew before. And it was a a pretty fascinating one-hour talk with uh, Jason. It was really good. Some really good stuff there. Um, Andrew Rothenberg, who played Jim in Season 1 of The Walking Dead, is going to be our guest this coming Friday. Uh, Jim uh, was only in... Just like four, five episodes, four episodes of the season one of The Walking Dead. But he has left uh, an everlasting impact on us fans. Uh, we've all wondered, we knew he was bit, but what the hell happened with Jim after they left him by that tree with a gun and they drove off for us to never see him again? Uh, just a lot of questions. Anyway, he's going to be our guest here. This Friday, so I hope you guys can tune in for that. I want to welcome some of our viewers, so let me just do some scrolling up here. I want to welcome Singer Chick. Andrew is joining us tonight. Welcome, Andrew. Devana is also with us on YouTube. CC Weezy is with us on YouTube. Skippy TV is joining us. Rylan Brooks, Mr. Deadman. Celeste is with us on Facebook. Ghost Survivors is with us on YouTube. Welcome, Ghost. Sylvia Kennedy is with us on Facebook. Uh, And Jennifer and John Wesley are also with us on Facebook. Welcome, all you guys. Let's say hello to our Instagram uh, friends here. We have Evelyn Elizabeth, uh, who's joining us. HD is with us. San is also waving at us. It's D200. Aiden85. Uh, let's see, uh, a- Angela is with us, Lynn, Jag16, of course, Marie is moderating, G4CKE is also joined us, so thank you to everyone on Instagram, ID Visuals is waving at us, Steningal Seagull has joined us, welcome, and, uh, I want to Give a special birthday shout out to our Instagram moderator, Marie. It was her birthday yesterday, and we hope she enjoyed her day. And on behalf of uh, her teammates here at Dead Talk Live, as well as all of our viewers, Marie, we wish you a very happy belated birthday, and we hope you had a great day yesterday. Uh, Tiffany has joined us on Twitter. Welcome, Tiffany. Mary Washington from North Carolina is with us on Facebook, and so is Rhea, so welcome. Now, uh, Lauren Cohen uh, revealed, 
We have a call. Let's see who this is. Hello, you're on Dead Talk Live with Viz. What's your name? Donald. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Glad to be back on again. Great, great. What's on your mind? Well, I just want to see how everybody feels about the end of The Walking Dead. Well, you know, I've discussed this in length. It's not really the end of The Walking Dead. It's the end of the... I mean, the... I know they got the spin-off, but... I mean, I know they they've not followed Robert Kirkman and the book, but there's so much they can do with the TV show instead of ending it when season 11. But they are. They are. I mean, think about it. Okay, just think about it. Daryl and Carol, the two main characters, are going to go on. They're just going to be on a different titled show. Their characters are going to go on. Uh cast members what about maggie maggie okay i'm actually getting to an announcement from maggie here in a second uh maggie lauren cohen uh can very well uh i'm i mean i'm gonna announce this here in a few seconds she was on a interview where she revealed a whole bunch of information and i'm gonna get to that after our phone call but you got to keep in mind uh they just announced daryl and carol uh, the spin-off, you know, they chose the two biggest characters that are going to be continuing on in this new show. Now, you can guarantee and uh, bet on this that cast members, current, maybe even past, and definitely the cast that we are going to meet in the Commonwealth, that we have not even met any of them yet, face-to-face, in person, just definitely... you're going to have to tie that. Yeah. The Walking Dead beyond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all. It's not. I don't see it as the end of The Walking Dead. I see it That's as with. It's got me worried. Yeah, no, how do yeah. You tie, tie that all in in one season when, no. when us book readers have known it was at least 10, 11 parts of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Just as yeah. much as there's so much with the Whisperers. Exactly. And there's no saying, I mean, we don't know what the Daryl and Carol plus whoever else comes along story is going to be. We have no idea. Uh, could they separate from the group and go on their own? Yeah. Could it continue with them in somewhere in Northern Virginia where they are now? Absolutely. Uh, is Lauren Cohen going to cross over to the Daryl and Carol spinoff? Maybe, but it looks more than likely, what I'm going to share here in a minute, that Lauren Cohen's future as Maggie on The Walking Dead after 2022, when the original show title comes to an end, the Maggie character is also going to continue. So I don't really see it as The Walking Dead ending. I see it as The Walking Dead expanding. Uh, it's what about growing. Well, fear... They're saying that Morgan's going to come back. No, who said that? And there's, well, I read who? a post that saying that nah, Morgan, nah, nah, coming nah. Morgan's alive. I can, I can post. Morgan is alive. I can. Anybody can post that Morgan's going to go to Mars. I mean, that, that's not reliable. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's not reliable information. <laughs> yeah, don't don't get too caught up on what people post. Uh, no, if I they. Yeah, if they post something, try to corroborate it. Uh, see where he's coming from. If he's just 
whoever's posting it, if they're just posting rumors, then that's all it. It's their opinion. Doesn't mean in any way, shape, or form that it's going to happen. Uh, we'll raise the question because the last we, the last time we saw Morgan, he was dead. He was dying. He was he dying, was not dead, not dead. He was well, dying. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And we saw uh, they released uh, stills from the upcoming season. He is very much alive. He's not in great shape from the pictures that we saw. Uh, but he's very much alive. Uh, Morgan does not die. He looks disheveled. He's, he's like seen, a Terminator. Yeah, he's seen better days. Uh, as far as the 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 future of Fear, as compared to the uh, characters crossing over into the new spinoff, we are going to continue to get crossovers. Uh, we are We're getting. Have to. We are getting our third crossover this season with Sherry, who originally started on The Walking Dead, coming over to Fear. That's going to be the third person to cross over. Uh, we are, I can guarantee you, at some point, we are going to get Fear characters crossing over into The Walking Dead universe. Now, whether that's The Walking Dead before the original Walking Dead title ends in 2022, I don't know. But I do have a feeling at some point we are going to get fear crossovers into The Walking Dead. It's all going to be just this one, as it is really now, it's going to be this one interconnected universe that they're just growing. It's expanding. I just wish Carl was still alive because that would make more sense going into the Commonwealth with Carl still being alive. Well, you're not, yeah. Kind of did that old man Carl story. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not alone with that. Uh, I wish Carl was alive too. Uh, why they wrote him off, uh, I have speculated that they needed a credible reason for Rick to spare Negan. Uh, we all can see ways around that without having to kill Carl. Uh, but that's the I only the reason. Maggie was going to kill him in the, in the jail. Yeah, that's well. the first time they met. Yeah, yeah, uh, but she saw that the punishment he was getting is worse than her uh, giving into his wishes and putting him out of his misery. But since he saved Judas, though, is he actually redeemed himself? Not yet. Uh, he is on the path, and I think we're going to see something really big from Negan in this finale on October 4th that is going to cement his road to redemption. Not he will be fully redeemed. Maggie, though? No, uh, probably not. Uh, probably not. Because Maggie's Mag already in the promo coming, trying to come to the group. Yeah, yeah. And Maggie... So she finds the notes. Yeah, yeah. Maggie, we know, is coming back. Now, we don't know that scene of her reading the notes. We don't know if that's the first five minutes of this finale or it could be the last two minutes of this finale so we don't know how much time how much screen time lauren cohen is going to receive in this finale we have no idea uh as far as maggie and negan crossing paths in this finale i am 99 percent sure that is not going to happen that is just going to be an overload okay they have so many loose ends to tie up with this season 10, that adding a Maggie... And the King Ezekiel story, too. Exactly. There's, we found out he's got cancer. 
Yeah, there are just so many loose ends to tie up that adding a Maggie and Negan, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, they see each other again. It's too much. It's too much. It's overload. It's but overload. It is bound, it's bound to happen, though. Yeah, it will. And I'm going to get to that right now. Soon. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling in. And I'm about to get to Maggie's news right here, okay? All right. I'm uh, Switch right, back man. over and hear the news. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. All right. Later. All right. So there you guys have it. Uh, some good uh, conversation there about the future of The Walking Dead. Now let's get over to that news involving Maggie, uh, who's played by Lauren Cohen. She revealed uh, today on Live with Kelly and Ryan that she is going to be a part of the six extra episodes that we're getting in 2021. Uh, so that gives us a big clue that those six extra episodes is going to fill us in on what Maggie has been up to the last several years uh, with her and Georgie. Um, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see the Commonwealth because it's a safe bet to assume that Maggie, while away from the communities, has come across the Commonwealth. So she revealed on camera that uh, she is going to be in those episodes. And uh, let me I have the clip for you. Let me go ahead and play that part of the clip for you guys from uh, Lauren Cohen right now. Special episode of The Walking Dead. Now, you play Maggie, and you have not been on for, what, two years? Two right, seasons? Right, right. <laughs> Just laughing because I was like, "This is great pre-breakfast viewing." I'm, li I'm literally watching it. I'm watching it, and I'm like, "It's a documentary at this point." <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. So I've been gone for a minute. Yeah, I've been gone. I guess for parts of two different seasons, and then um, this will be this will be exciting because this episode was originally supposed to be our finale, but in a way, it's been Obviously, the delay is, is, is right. at first was disappointing, but now it's nice that we have some new content coming, um, which is good. And I'm in Georgia now getting ready to shoot, um, which is now going to be sort of part of the still season 10. We're doing this big chunk of episodes. Oh, great. Um, and then next year, we come back and do, like, 24 more. So you're so you're back. Yeah. You're not just back for that episode. You are back. Oh, that's, oh yeah, I'm back. That's great. Oh, yeah. that's fabulous. And next yeah. season yeah. is the final season. Eleven is the final season. I know. How Isn't you crazy? Feel? You bittersweet. Yeah. I feel bittersweet because I feel like we still have two pounds a year's worth of stuff to shoot. So it was still going to be on television for a significant period. But I feel two ways about it. I mean. Every good series that I loved, once we moved to England and you sort of fall in love with the series and something like Fawlty Towers is only a few seasons and you're like, oh, this is amazing. I love this approach of knowing there's, a, there's, a, there's an end point. Um, so I kind of got excited when we first announced it just because I think fans and, and everybody who's watched for all this time and been part of our invested family is like... You know, we're so lucky we've been going so long, and it's so exciting to say, okay, let's all kind of key in for this final season and, and watch it together, and um, it makes me appreciate it. And then, you know, like, 
this is such a people are so hungry for our whole universe still that it's sort of exciting because there's all these spin-off possibilities so i'm sort of like Aha. you know I, I don't know if i'm supposed to say Aha. that yet but there's, there's chances of that stuff possibility so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming on. And uh, Grandma. So there you guys have it. I mean, she said that she is in Georgia right now. And we know that starting sometime now or in October, they are going to start shooting those six extra episodes. So Maggie is going to be in them. And it's a very good indicator that those six episodes are going to be at least one of them is going to show us what happened with maggie if not all of them and at the end there like you said like she said she doesn't know what you know how much she should say kind of coring away from the topic but she sort of kind of hinted that a spin-off of her may be coming her way or more likely, they don't want to just do spinoff after spinoff after spinoff with everyone getting their own show. It's that Maggie is going to be joining Daryl and Carol. I see that as uh, much more likely to happen as opposed to Maggie getting her own show, Daryl and Carol getting their own show. Then they're spreading themselves out a little too thin. Uh, it's more than likely it's going to be Maggie joining daryl and carol so anyway uh there was some great stuff in there if you guys listened uh to some of the hints she gave out uh in between here and there in her words uh but she is in georgia and they are getting ready to start shooting those six uh extra episodes and they're not getting any breaks they're going to be shooting non-stop uh straight into those six extra episodes and then straight into the season 11 and they're not going to stop shooting until they get all 30 episodes left to film done so they're going to be in atlanta shooting for a long long time and hopefully by our october of 2021 well we know early 2021 we're going to get those six extra episodes but hopefully by October 2021, we will see the beginning of season 11 of The Walking Dead and move on with that Commonwealth story. So a lot of good stuff to look forward to. And like I said to our caller, please don't look at it as The Walking Dead coming to an end. It's The Walking Dead just expanding. The same characters we all love are continuing. We know we've, uh, we at least know that Daryl and Carol are not going to die, at least not in the next two years. They're going to get their own spinoff. And Maggie's not going to die either because she sort of hinted there that she is going to be involved in those spinoffs. So there you guys have it. Uh, Aiden85 on Instagram writes, I doubt it'll be the Daryl or Carol spinoff. I think Daryl and Carol will rather... <clears throat> leave then join the commonwealth and the other remaining survivors will join the commonwealth that's a good point that's that's an interesting point uh it's you know it's endless the possibilities that they can go with this and we could literally spend days and days just running through each and every possibility that may or may not happen 
Uh, so let's get started with uh, some of the news that we have for today. Fear the Walking Dead Season 6 teases the latest Walking Dead character crossover. Now, we've discussed this in the past, but it's a little bit more information about Sherry. Uh, Sherry, uh, played by actress Christine Evangelista, last appeared on the screen in the seventh season of The Walking Dead, and she becomes the third character to cross over into the spinoff show, Fear, after Morgan, played by Lenny James, and of course, Sherry's ex-husband. I never knew there was a divorce in the apocalypse, but anyway... Uh, well, I guess when she married Negan, you could see it either one of two ways. A polygamy, or by her marrying Negan, they are, it automatically divorced her from Dwight. Does it really matter in the post-apocalyptic world? Anyway, Dwight's played by Austin Emilio. In Dwight's first episode of Fear, he revealed that he had been searching for Sherry, which led him to crossing paths with Morgan. And now it seems there's finally a potential reunion between between Dwight and Sherry in the cards for Fear in Season 6. In a post on Fear's official Twitter account yesterday, the show teased Sherry's return to the Walking Dead universe with a quick clip that focused on her character. This is the only way, Sherry says. And I believe that's the actual first clip that we get to see Sherry back. Uh, accompanying the clip was a caption, too, which teased, Is Sherry how Dwight remembers her? Find out on the return of Fear the Walking Dead on October 11th. Speaking about Sherry's appearance on Fear, co-showrunner Ian Goldberg previously said, We will see Dwight and Sherry this season, I don't want to say too much else about it, but I think the thing that is really exciting to me and fellow co-showrunner Andrew Shambliss is we're huge fans of the character of Dwight, he continued. He's a very different man by the end of season five on Fear than he was on The Walking Dead. There was just a whole new light to him. Uh, what's interesting to us, if that reunion were to happen, it's going to happen is he's different person now, and who knows if maybe Sherry's a different person too, which I can guarantee you she is. They are not the same two people that were in the sanctuary together the last time they saw each other, having a smoke in the sanctuary uh, hallways. Uh, they've both been through a lot. They have changed, no doubt about it. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, just how much Sherry has changed. Uh, let's see what's going on on YouTube. Uh, da -da. Mr. Deadman is asking about calling. Thank you guys for giving him the info. Uh, on Instagram, Aiden85 writes, I like Dwight's character as well. I like what they've done with him. As me. I also like what they've done with Dwight's character. Uh, he was a very confused character when we first met him didn't know if he should really go well he sort of did go all in with negan and then he had a change of heart and he swung back and forth till finally he settled on betraying negan and helping the survivors um so anyway let's continue on with the next bit of news that we have 
This one's titled The Walking Dead, Carol and Daryl Spinoff Proves the Show's Character Problem. Again, this is an opinion piece, guys. Along with the announcement, The Walking Dead is ending with Season 11. AMC also announced a spinoff of Carol and Daryl. We know that. Though the main series is ending, AMC is by no means finished with The Walking Dead as a franchise. In addition to Carol and Daryl's spinoff, there are plans for an anthology series, Tales of the Walking Dead, which joins AMC's other spinoffs, Fear the Walking Dead, and The Walking Dead World Beyond. Not to mention there are still those Walking Dead movies featuring Rick Grimes. The Walking Dead has been on air for a decade now, and in that time many characters have come and gone. Carol and Daryl, of course, are the only exceptions, having stuck around since season one. Uh, Since then, only a handful of characters have received the same level of development as Carol and Daryl, and most of them are either dead or will be appearing in other Walking Dead projects. The rest, well, they're, uh, they're the very problem. Most of the Walking Dead's recently added characters are not very memorable and are not going to drive interest in a spin-off show. Really? Characters like Connie, they don't think they're interesting? Magna, Yumiko, Princess? It's no secret that characters die on The Walking Dead and as such, cast turnover is inevitable. In season two, the, sh- the show killed off two main characters, Dale and Shane, but had also gained a handful more in Maggie, Herschel, and Beth. That pattern is then repeated more or less across its 10 seasons. Characters leave, most likely killed, and new ones arrive to take their place in the ensemble. For the most part, it's been a successful strategy, but whereas some additions like Michonne and Abraham prove popular, characters like Tara, Gabriel, or Aaron never gain the same following among fans. That's total BS. That's just flat out wrong. Aaron is a hugely popular character on The Walking Dead, as was Tara, uh, Gabriel. Uh, God knows we've, you know, rode that roller coaster ride with Gabriel's character arc. So that line right there is complete BS, Uh, which isn't to say that to say they or any other character are inherently bad or the performances their actors gave were poor. It's more that The Walking Dead hasn't invested in them. And so viewers are given little reason to care. Who's writing this shit? I mean, seriously, who... These are people... You know who's writing these articles? People who crammed in a few Walking Dead episodes to gain just enough knowledge to write an article and be dangerous. That's who's writing these articles. So I'm just going to skip the rest of this. We have much better stuff to talk about. Uh, As we've discussed before, IMDb TV is adding an exclusive The Walking Dead channel. It's going to be called The Walking Dead Universe, all Walking Dead stuff. We are very excited about that. Uh, AMC Networks has signed a deal 
with Amazon's IMDb TV to add six channels to its uh, U.S. Uh, video on-demand service. Two AMC channels are immediately available on IMDb TV, namely the Walking Dead Universe Experience and AMC Presents. In the coming weeks, IMDb TV will add four additional channels from the basic cable cable provider to the uh, Watch Live linear selection. Uh, they're going to be called Absolute Reality by Wii TV, Rush by AMC, IFC Film Picks, and Slightly Off by IFC. Those are all AMC affiliates, I believe. The Walking Dead Universe Experience channel is exclusive to IMDb TV, and the others are not. So that's what makes the Walking Dead Universe channel that is on IMDb TV so special. The Walking Dead Universe experience on IMDb TV is a dedicated channel created, includes uh, select full episodes of The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, Ride with Norman Reedus, Friday Night In with the Morgans, and more, along with exclusive behind the scene footages, plus bonus content, original digital series, uh, unscripted series, and cast interviews. So, you guys have to check that out. Uh, it's pretty It's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Um, Devana on uh, YouTube writes, No one is really mentioning anything about them or what might have happened to them at the end of The Walking Dead Season 11 or even during the finale uh, in the next couple of weeks. Who are you referring to? Uh, uh, Emmy on Facebook writes, Princess, I like her character in The Walking Dead. Mr. Deadman on YouTube writes, Justice for Princess. Uh, Devana writes, Rick's Kids. Oh, yeah. What's going to happen to Judith and uh, RJ? Uh, we have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea where their place in this expanding universe is going to fit. We just have to wait and find out. So, now this article rated the uh, chances on how a few select characters and what are their chances that uh, at surviving the finale that we're going to get on October 4th. Uh, together we will fight and that's how we will survive together. This Unconvincing promise, promise of survival is heard being delivered by, by Father Gabriel during the tense opening uh, scene of the episode A Certain Doom, the long-awaited season 10 finale of The Walking Dead. Set to premiere on October 4th, uh, six months from its intended release date, uh, the AMC series is finally ready to close out its strongest season in years with a concluding epi episode, which, if the various exitable uh, clues that have emerged from the Walking Dead headquarters are anything to go by, will see at least one of the show's major players exit the zombie-ravaged stage for good. I think we're going to get more than one character to leave, 
but let's just see who they've ranked uh, as their, you know, list of the ones that are least likely to survive. So they're starting off with Father Gabriel. They are giving him a three and a half out of 10 survival rating. Uh, is Father Gabriel living on a prayer? The priest has come a long way from his season five introduction as a sniveling coward and utterly shifty piece of work. Um, you know, never forget that he locked his congregation out and he is now one of the major forces for good to root for the walking dead. However, not only does he signpost his own possible eminent death in the opening scene of a certain doom by, by banging on about how they're going to survive Beta's assault, he's also a major victim of the skin mask wearing baddie in the comics. Uh, next on the list is Beta, who they give a 0.5 out of 10 survival rating for me beta survival rating is a 0.001 out of 10 beta i do not see making it out of the finale they go on to say given that the dawn of the commonwealth era of the walking dead is almost certain to break to begin with season 11 a certain doom looks set to bring the curtain down on the whisperer storyline for good. So will this also be Beta's last hurrah? We're going to stick our necks out and say yes. Uh, yes, it will be. But he'll almost certainly go out with a bang, taking as many of the survivors with him as possible. In the comic books, Jesus and Aaron have the honor of ending Beta's reign of terror. So might the show follow that route by handing the responsibility to Aaron, or will Daryl get the satisfaction of putting an end to Beta, and therefore the Whisperers by getting the bad guy killed? So we have discussed this many times before. I do not see a place for Beta, no matter how much of um, a great antagonist he is, played brilliantly by Ryan Hurst, there's just not a place for him with the Commonwealth storyline about to start. I just don't see a place for him. Next on the list is Diane, who they give a 2 out of 10. 2 out of 10 survival rating. Diane is clearly a pretty decent survivor to have uh, made it this far, but how many of us are able to instantly recall her name whenever she pop up, pops up on the screen? Her death and a certain doom would, we're sorry to say, probably be Diane's most memorable moment on the show should it happen. And for those of you who don't remember who Diane is, if you've seen the teaser of this finale and remember Gabriel is running in the hallways and bumps into someone, that's Diane. Uh, next, they give Magna a 6 out of 10 survival rating. Having recently split from Yumiko, who has since gone off with Eugene, Ezekiel, uh, what's next for Magna? While it does seem unlikely that her run on the show will come to an end, a certain doom, Magna's role and indeed future in The Walking Dead is uncertain at this point. 
Might she go out in a blaze of glory and die a hero's death uh, during the beta battle? I don't think so. I think Magna's going to continue. There's a lot more to her storyline. I really like Magna, and I want to see more about her. Uh, next on the list, they sort of put three characters together. That's Eugene, Ezekiel, and Yumiko, and they give all three of them an 8 out of 10 survival rating. These three are off to meet Stephanie uh, with the new pal Princess in tow and trigger the Commonwealth storyline. So it's unlikely that any member of this trio will encounter a grisly end in the finale, especially as they won't be taking part in the battle. But then never say never on The Walking Dead. Uh, now, I agree with all that, and notice they did not, well, they do mention Ezekiel. I do not give Ezekiel an 8 out of 10 of surviving this finale. We know his time is almost up because of his cancer on The Walking Dead, and I personally believe it's going to be Ezekiel and Gabriel, as well as Beta, but as far as the survivors go, it's going to be Gabriel and Ezekiel who we are going to lose in this finale. And I think they're both going to go out as heroes. They're going to do something big. They're going to end up sacrificing themselves in order to save their friends. So that's what I think. Want to welcome uh, Star Guitarist. Uh, Star Guitar Goddess is joining us on YouTube. Welcome. Uh, says, I don't know about getting together, but they have good chemistry like Simon and Gregory. Uh, Rose is with us on uh, Facebook from Guyana. Welcome, Rose. Uh, let's see what's going on on Instagram. CC, who flipped over to Instagram, says, How Stephanie from the Commonwealth doesn't know Maggie is from the same as Eugene. Uh, there's a lot, Stephanie, that has not set to Eugene. Uh, we can pretty much bank on that. She has been completely forthcoming about her group, obviously, like, you know, the piece of information that the Commonwealth has 50,000 members might have been nice for Eugene to know, but she never revealed that. So we know she uh, is keeping stuff from Eugene, but we just have to wait and find out. Uh, let's see. Uh, Livy is with us on Instagram. Writes, imagine having to worry about cancer in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, of all the other stuff you got to worry about, add that to the mix as well. Uh, Mr. Deadman on YouTube writes, Gabriel will get himself killed. He's uh, snapping into the murderer mindset. So guys, let's get started with tonight's topic. We're going to be talking about selfless versus selfish moments on The Walking Dead. And we only have 20 minutes and we have a lot of material, so I do want to cover all of this. And we're going to start off with T-Dog. He's going to be our first example of a character who acted selflessly. In Season 1, despite what Merle had done, uh, which led him to be handcuffed on the roof by Rick, T-Dog still attempts to free Merle when he fails and drops the keys uh, down the grate and has to leave Merle behind. T-Dog could have 
just left, and if it weren't for his selfless act, Merle probably wouldn't have had the time to see his way through to cut his hand off. And what we're referring to is the part that T-Dog, before leaving Merle on the roof, barricaded the door so the walkers cannot just walk into the roof and get to Merle. So his act, he knew he screwed up by dropping those keys, but he still tried to help Merle by barricading the door to prevent the walkers from coming in. Uh, now, if it were T-Dog in Merle's position, would Merle have done the same for him? Probably not likely. Uh, the final selfless and most notable moment for T-Dog is in season three when he sacrifices himself in order to save Carol. Even though this was after he had already been bitten on the shoulder, he didn't have to choose to die such a horrible way and he did it without hesitation so that Carol had enough time to escape. In contrast to T-Dog's selfless act, we have Shane, who sacrificed Otis so he can save his own ass. This was back in season two when Shane and Otis were getting medical supplies that Carl needed uh, after he was recovering from surgery for getting shot. Uh, if Shane could argue this, he would probably say he had no other choice because he felt Otis was slowing him down and they needed to get the medicine back to Carl. But when you think about it, Shane didn't just leave Otis behind. He shot him and gave him absolute no chance of survival. He murdered him, just flat out murdered him. Shane sacrificed Otis not just to save his own skin, but he wanted to be seen as the savior for Carl. He wanted Lori to feel that he was the better man to be with her and to be Carl's father. It was all about his own selfish needs and fantasies to be with someone he couldn't have and be seen as the hero of the story. Our next character is Rick. And in the interest of time, we're not going to go to list every selfless act that he did as well as selfish we'll just talk about those about two of these moments uh one selfless act would be when he chased sophia uh down into the woods and uh at, at the highway at the beginning of season two and he stowed her away uh in that little cave which obviously she did not stick around in sophia thought it was safe and a walker saw her begin to crawl out from under the car. It led to the big chase. Rick going after her. Anyway, we all know what happens with Sophia. That ends tragically when we see her coming out of the barn uh, after a whole half a season of them trying to find her. She was in the barn the whole time as a walker. Uh, Brian writes Shane did not have to do it. They did have time. Gypsy Road is with us on YouTube, writes, Shane had to do what he had to do, or at least what he thought he had to do. Uh, so anyway, uh, moving on, uh, the final selfless act that Rick did was when he blew up the bridge in season nine. 
There's no questioning that. He, he thought he was going to die. He didn't. Uh, he was sacrificing himself in his own mind to blow up that bridge that he was so desperately trying to save up until that point to stop that herd because the next stop for that herd of walkers was the hilltop. So he sacrificed himself and the bridge uh, so he could save the hilltop. Uh, even though he did survive, I don't think Rick expected to make it out of that one alive. So it is very much considered a Rick Grimes selfless act. Uh, Tiffany on Twitter writes, Shane was crazy, uh, but he was still a very popular character. I liked Shane. Even though you're right, he lost it in the end. He was not a good guy in the end at all. But there was just something about his character that was likable. Uh, uh, Livy on uh, Instagram writes, he didn't get the medicine to impress Lori. That sounds very incorrect in my opinion. And that last one on Netflix, if so, yes. Uh, Aiden85 writes, what do you think of Shane's hallucination? Livy writes, it was creepy. I rewatched that scene a lot. That was the first scene from the first episode, right? Them in the car eating hamburgers. Creepy. If you're talking about the premiere, yeah, Rick and Shane are in their squad car eating hamburgers and Rick is talking about Lori. And Shane is trying to encourage him to, you know, get stuff right between Rick and Laurie. God, did that change. Um, so anyway, Andrew Valentine is also with us on Instagram and waving. Gypsy Road writes that Rick was a true hero. Uh, Brian also on YouTube writes Rick's death was selfless. All right, now we're going to move on. Uh, as a leader, Rick's, you know, quick action saved his people from countless of times, which is in contrast to how the governor acted. Oh, boy. If you remember back in season three, the finale, when Rick and the group tricked the governor and his soldiers as they prepared for an assault on the prison, uh, Rick and his group were hiding in the tombs of the prison, and they ambushed the governor's men who fled the scene. The governor was pissed, and he ordered uh, his fleeing convoy to return back to the prison, but they insisted on retreating back to Woodbury. He slaughters them all, except for his two lieutenants, Martinez and Schumpert. Uh, there's a name you probably never heard of before, but the other guy's name was Schumpert. As you can see, the governor's selfish, uh, his selfishness dictated his actions, and he would rather kill his own people when things went uh, pear-shaped instead of looking out for them the way Rick does with his people. Now, moving on, let's talk about Daryl and his selfless acts. Again, we won't go through all of them. Daryl's most notable first completely selfless act for someone other than his brother Merle was when he refused to give up the search for Sophia. Now, if you all remember, Daryl is still very rough around the edges at this point, particularly with Carol. Uh, he went out of his way to find her daughter. He even also blamed her for not keeping a better eye on her. 
In fact, Daryl almost died looking for Sophia. In season two, uh, Daryl falls off a horse uh, known as Nervous Nelly, which belonged to Herschel. Nervous Nelly was spooked by a snake. Daryl falls down a cliff into the river. The fall causes uh, one of his crossbow bolts to pierce through his side. Now he makes it back to the farm only to get shot by Andrea. Andrea shot him thinking that he was a walker. Uh, despite everything Daryl went through, he refused to give up and before his wounds had even healed, he wanted to get back to continue the search for Sophia. It was actually Carol who tried to stop him and if you all remember, Daryl said some nah, not so nice things to her. That's where he basically accused her of not being a good mom. Later on, Daryl uh, also almost came to blows with Shane when Shane made some remarks about being a waste of time searching for Sophia. Daryl never gave up on Sophia uh, until she walked out of that barn. Another completely selfless act, selfless act of Daryl is the time when he offered himself to Joe and the Claimers in Season 4 in order to save Rick, Carl, and Michonne. Remember, he's talking to Joe, and he's like, I get it. You want blood. He's like, take me. You know, asking Joe to let Rick, Carl, and Michonne go. Joe wasn't having that. Uh, they wanted, the, you know, Joe wanted to punish Rick for killing one of their own back at the house and left him to turn. Uh, anyway, Daryl put his crossbow and he said, you want blood? I get it. Take it from me, man. This is when uh, the claimers attacked Daryl and we could see that as much of a fighter and badass that Daryl is, he was also willing to sacrifice himself for the people that he cared about. Now, let's compare this to Spencer. Remember Spencer, Deanna's son, and his selfish actions. Now, Spencer, uh, he was a coward. There is no other way to put it. Uh, in season six, Spencer is caught by his mother having stolen extra food and liquor when they were all meant to be rationing. Uh, Spencer's final selfish act ends with him being gutted by Negan. Um, this is when Spencer proposes to Negan to make him the new leader of Alexandria and implies that Negan can arrange to kill Rick in order to make this happen. I'm like, I mean, what a freaking weasel. Uh, where Daryl is completely selfish, selfless and would give his life for Rick, Spencer's selfish nature was to betray Rick and even uh, propositions to have him killed because he didn't have the guts to do it himself. Now, moving on to the next character, we got to touch on Gabriel. He started out as a complete coward and confessed to locking out his congregation who ended up getting eaten by the walkers. Uh, Father Gabriel, who we see now, would sacrifice himself First, before letting anyone else die, uh, has shown uh, the complete arc that his character has made. And it's why that leads me to believe 
that it's time for Gabriel's character to come to an end on The Walking Dead. I'm not saying I want him to die, but I feel his character has come full circle. And uh, he has totally redeemed himself from that coward that locked out his congregation when the apocalypse was breaking out. They were just looking for a safe place to go to. He completely locked them out. And uh, he has made a complete turnaround. Uh, Mona is with us on Facebook saying good morning to my Walking Dead family. Welcome, Mona. Tiffany on Twitter writes, You know Daryl is really compassionate towards the women of The Walking Dead. I wonder if that intentional. He's compassionate to his friends. Doesn't matter if they're women or not. Uh, Daryl is a very loyal individual. And that's oversimplifying it. But that's the best way to describe uh, Daryl. Let's see what's going on on Instagram. Aiden85, right? She's a badass. Talking about Sasha, who is a top five character for Aiden. I love Sasha, and she was a badass. Livy on Instagram writes, she did get annoying when she, like, tweaked and was in the woods just killing zombies. Uh, you talking about Michonne or Sasha there? Uh, K2 on Instagram is waving at us. Uh, Mr. Deadman on YouTube writes, Gabriel will get himself killed. Yep, and he will do so in order to save his friends. Now, let's look at Nicholas. Uh, Nicholas and Aiden. Uh, Aiden was the other one of Deanna's son. Uh, They were the leaders of the group who made supply runs for Alexandria before uh, Brick and the group uh, came in and sort of Glenn took over that. Nicholas, played by Michael Trainer, was our guest a couple of nights ago. Uh, Anyway, we later discovered through Glenn that Nicholas and Aiden have a history of leaving members of their group behind to die when they ran into walkers. After Aiden is killed during one of their supply runs, Nicholas also causes the death of Noah, even though, you know, kiddingly around, uh, Michael Trainer, who played Nicholas, gave an alternate version to that story with the hashtag, Glenn Let Go. <laughs> he says that's how Noah got killed. Anyway, Noah, when he selfishly pushes the revolving door of the store so he could escape, not caring about what happened to Glenn or Noah, uh, he leaves Glenn alone to fend for him and and Glenn and Noah by themselves to fend for themselves. Uh, Although later on, Nicholas does try to redeem himself by offering to help out and contribute wherever he could, uh, when he and Glenn are, are trapped on top of that dumpster, he again takes the easy way out and the way Michael Trainer explained it, who played Nicholas, is that he felt that Nicholas was uh, a burden to Glenn. And Glenn would not accept any other uh, solution to the problem that they were in, surrounded by walkers on top of that dumpster. So Michael Trainer explained it as. It was Nicholas's chance uh, to give Glenn a chance to escape by killing himself. 
You know, I could see that. I really could. He, uh, Nicholas saw himself as extra baggage and he knew that Glenn would not accept any solution that did not include saving them both. So he took that decision out of Glenn's hands. Uh, you know, so that's a very plausible explanation right there. Uh, our next character is Carl. Now, Carl has made a lot of selfless acts, including leading uh, a zombified Deanna to Spencer so he could find closure and put his mother to rest. Carl was also ready to single-handedly kill Negan when he uh, hitched a ride into the sanctuary. In season 8, Carl was willing to die at the hands of Negan uh, just so everyone else in Alexandria could be spared even though he was bit at the time and he knew he was going to die, he did buy time for the Alexandrians to escape into the underground tunnel. Carl was already dying, but last but not least is uh, Sasha's selfless act and Carol's selfish one. If you remember, Sasha and Rosita made a pact that they would both go into the sanctuary to kill Negan, but Sasha... Uh, couldn't bring herself to allow Rosita to die with her. So she made it into the sanctuary on on her own. She was captured, did not kill Negan. And I'm sure you all remember that Negan had offered Sasha to be his soldier, but also wanted her to prove her loyalty to him by choosing one person to die when they reach Alexandria. Sasha could never sacrifice someone from their community to Negan, so she felt she had no other choice but to take her own life while she was locked up in that coffin. Um, so, I'll just quickly, just because we are almost out of time, uh, just moving on to Carol. All of season 10 in regards to Carol is about her being selfish. Uh, we can go through a whole hour cutting them down point by point, but every action that Carol has taken in the first 15 episodes of this season have all been selfish. And selfish in the regard is she was just dead set on getting vengeance on Alpha for killing Henry. So, you know, we all know Carol is not perfect. She put her life, her community members' lives at risk. And I don't think, besides her talking to Kelly in the car and her crying, she never really showed uh, prolonged moments of remorse for what she did. In fact, when Negan handed her Alpha's head, uh, she was still haunted by Alpha. And she also still blame Negan telling him what the hell took you so long so even that did not satisfy her and getting off his head obviously did not make her feel any better anyway guys we are out of time for tonight there was a lot of news to get through today we had a lot of material on the selfless versus selfish acts thank you so much for joining me tonight please go to our website deadtalklive.com to get more information about our show, please visit us on YouTube. Our channel is called Walking Dead Now. Please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already done so. I'll be back on the air again tomorrow. Don't forget, Jim is going to be 
our special guest on Friday, Andrew Rothenberg. Uh, go to our website, submit your questions to Season 1 Jim, played by Andrew, and get your. Uh, we will do our best to get your questions read to him. Uh, till tomorrow night, guys, stay safe and stay walking.